Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Caligan Circumstances. I am your host, Marian Angelus, and here we go with another one. So, oh my gosh. I've talked about teen TV shows, mysteries, um, family TV shows. I've talked about a whole bunch of things, and... I want to get into another part of, like, my love for Kilig, which is, like, romantic moments, but also just moments in general that are so sweet and so special. And I'd have to say Korean dramas. Like, just just Korean dramas. That's all, all you need to know. I love them. I adore them. They are the best thing my life has ever been granted. <laughs> and... I started watching Korean dramas when I was, I'd say, a sophomore, and I've been obsessed with them ever since. Korean dramas, at least this is what I've read from Wikipedia, they, their romance dramas, have such an expert way of building on things very, very slowly. And once you get to that part where they just like hold hands or like kiss for the first time you're all squealing so excited because it's like finally it's happened all this tension between the two of them has finally dispersed a little bit and I just I want to see more (laughs) now for people who aren't fans of romance maybe this may not may not be the episode for you I'm definitely going to be gushing a whole bunch but the K-drama we're going to be talking about today is Dinner Mates. It is the show about these two people and they meet in Jeju Island. It's a, it's an island in, in Korea and off the coast of South Korea. I don't know. Trust me. I don't know a lot about Korea. I tried to learn about the culture, but I'm stuck not there yet. And so these two people... They essentially decide to be dinner mates. They don't have any connection to one another. They don't date. They just go and eat dinner together. And they don't ask too many personal questions. The two of them just spend their time together and enjoy their time together. Now, dinner mates sounds just like the dream. Just being able to connect with someone and not have to worry about the personal life first always makes things a little bit easier, I think, at least. Because, like today, I just did this uh, thing with my college, and I'm in their uh, honors program, and we kind of all got to know each other a little bit. But you're kind of starting off fresh. So there's icebreakers, there's just discussing. I'm sorry if you guys are hearing uh, noise. It's my family outside my room. And with college and just trying to get to know people, you're going to have that awkward stage. But with dinner mates, you guys are just discussing simple things. You guys are eating dinner together and you just focus on your own chemistry. Now, the two leads, they decided not to like really focus on that at first. But the guy and the girl, they just they just meshed together so perfectly the the tension is just there the romantic tension because you know how much they both like each other and how much they both mean to each other Uh, i could go on and on and on about this show i seriously could but the important thing is that 
the initial connection when you meet someone, like when you have a blind date or just meet someone out of random, the kind of relationship that develops. And it's very, to me, it's at least pretty authentic where there's those awkward moments. You guys get to know about each other's past. And trust me, their past is real complicated because they're intertwined with each other more than you think they would be. So I want to go over what we're actually going to be talking about today, which is love squares. Yes, love triangles may be very prevalent, but love squares is another. (laughs) Destiny versus determined. So with the dinner mates, it is a destiny determined and the aspects of the show moving forward. The chemistry on screen between the two actors. I'll be talking more about the actors and the their acting method and things, other things that I may have seen them in. That's a bit more of um, cinematography in that analysis. And the last one will be probably just some random stuff that I may not be covering. And it might be like a side story that I might want to discuss. So yeah, let's get into it. In love, you can have kind of a line like one line where you have the guy and the girl and then there's the triangles where two guys might like one girl two boys may like oh my god I just said the same thing (laughs) but two girls like one guy and you can have a million different relationships because that's what life is that it's this interwoven web of people that we meet and essentially we still have a line that's that we are drawn to for the rest of our lives once we meet them essentially they have a connection with us that we may or may not remember later so in dinner mate there is this love square essentially it's more like a you where okay i'm going to show you if you guys are watching the youtube feed it'd be best to like take a look at what i'm looking at but like It probably is backwards, but this is the male lead and this is the female lead. And they are both dinner mates to each other, but they also become lovers later. And another one of the characters, we have both of the characters' first loves in this show as well. So the girl, I'm sorry if I get names wrong. This is um, the male lead's first love, and she still loves him. And then Jung Jae-hyuk, I'm pretty sure I said that right is the girl's first love and he still loves her these two know these two um first loves know each other through a show that do he does which is the girl lead and you have to you have to consider that's super awkward because all of them end up working together at one point and they work together for social media they do a show together And the fans kind of see this tension that goes on between at least the other three besides the female lead because she is a producer slash director. She isn't necessarily on camera. Oh, honey, you have no idea. It was just so awkward because um, the Na'un, who is um, the male lead's first love, she is determined to get him back. But it's more like she feels... To me, it seems like she feels that he's the only sense of grounding that she has in her life and that she wants her back to have that grounding. 
to have that stability, that foundation that she had before because she left him for no reason. She just left him. And Jaehyuk, he is not mentally stable. He is going through some mental health issues and he's pretty much obsessed with getting Dohee back. And he left all of a sudden and broke up with her all of a sudden, left for a couple of years and comes back to try to win her over. And this is a really important time to kind of talk about mental health where you're talking about love versus an obsession. And to Jay Hook, he, I know he has genuine feelings for his first love, his, his ex-girlfriend, but at the same time, the way that he acts in some of the scenes, he breaks into her house. He tries to talk to her at every mo- at some, every moment at some episodes, but later he realizes why he, it isn't right for him to do that and that he is not in the right mental state to have a relationship or to be near his first love. And I felt so bad for him. I did because... Despite some crappy things he did in the show, I still want to forgive him because in the end, he actually ends up going to a mental health facility and he has his former um, psychiatrist, therapist come and he, the the psychiatrist, therapist, helps J-Hug along the way in order to help heal himself and to better his mental health because he has abandonment issues. Um, J-Hug has abandonment issues from his mom and dad who never really took care of him. When it comes to trauma, at least this is what I know. I'm not a medical professional or anything like that. This is just what I observe and see on a on a somewhat regular basis, even with myself, that when you have trauma, it's, it causes you to have certain behaviors that aren't necessarily the norm, that you wouldn't necessarily be latching on to some, to one person. At some point you're going to let go. And J-Hook doesn't do that. At some point he does. And that's why the show is more, is not just about the lovers in the show. It's also about the other relationships they have. That's why I was showing you, well, telling you guys about the love square. Because love squares can be all different connections. Sometimes there's more, it's more than others. And sometimes you just have to go with it. And the show was sometimes really cringy at points. But one, one thing's for sure. The two leads are just everything. And their chemistry is just like on fire. So to make things a little bit easier when it comes to talk about chemistry, I'll refer to the guy as Haekyung and I'll refer to the girl as Dori. And that probably will make things a little bit easier, especially for people who are listening to the podcast. So their chemistry is like really interesting. They're both older actors. The girl in real life, she is 35 and the guy in real in the guy, he is 42, 43. So they have a large age gap, but you can barely, you barely notice that when you see the show. It's more, what connection do they have? And on screen, they're just electric. 
they're very easygoing. They've been acting for 10 plus years, both of them. And you can really see that through their acting. So with Haekyung, he's done some historical dramas. He's done detective shows. He's done a couple films as well. And with him, he is seen a lot more serious. And he is usually picked to play more serious roles and isn't necessarily the most lighthearted person because if you see him, if you look up the show and the characters, this guy has a more muscular face structure and he's very just strong and dominant. That's him. And then there is Dohee. She has done another show that's on Netflix, actually. It's a K-drama that's on Netflix. It's called Crash Landing on You. And she's one of the supporting roles. I love that show. Be honest with you. It's a good one. If you guys have not seen it, I really recommend you for you guys to check it out. But with Dohee in Dinner Mate, she is very relaxed and has a upright structure about her. She's very confident, but at the same time, she has a lot of vulnerability. She, she wears heels at work and has this very confident structure about her. But at the same time, she can wear PJs and be very relaxed. For her, she plays a lot more versatile roles. And she, the two of them really ma match well together. Kyung, he is strong and he's also able to show his vulnerable side while the girl she can play multiple facets of different types of people who doesn't love that it's we love versatile actors and one of my favorite moments from this show has to be when Kyung confesses his feelings for Dohee and he realizes how much he she means to him and this is when Dohee was like, okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to see you anymore. Let's just cut off all contact. We won't be dinner mates. We won't know each other. That's what happens. And Haekyung was like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I, I want to be honest with you. I want this relationship, whatever we have, to be real. And so he drives all the way to her work and he is oh my gosh she's so suave he's so it just it made my heart so happy to see how happy he was and when he was giving his confession his voice is cracking the moment was just very still and quiet and it's like I'm already I'm tearing up right now trying not to like think about it too much but the look on her face and the way they would just like interact with one another it's just a special, so sweet. And who doesn't want that? It's just, it's beautiful. And their chemistry on screen, just from that one moment, the way I react, it could probably tell you how much their chemi chemistry just leaps off the page. As if you're watching it from like 10 feet away in real life. And I think that's what makes this show so special. That beyond the the very basic and cheesy premise of this show the characters really deliver their roles well and 
make it so that you are part of the show almost. And even when you have your screen here and they're thousands of miles away, just right there in front of you. With chemistry, there is the uh, side characters that do a really great job. So I really want to circle back to Dohee's first love, the girl leads, um, Jung Jae-hyuk, and his mental health battle. And he's really the main reason why this show really pro progresses its plot, because he almost kills himself for Dohee. He breaks into her house. He provokes her boyfriend almost. It's unintentional. He actually wanted to go see Dohi's boyfriend, who is a psychiatrist, and told him about... And, and J-Hook told the psychiatrist, a.k.a. Dohi's current boyfriend, about how he broke into her house. It was just, it's just like this whole metal drama. And it's because J-Hyuk, he doesn't know how to express his emotions. When you have your emotions bottled up and you don't know how to produce them productively, you're going to be very aggressive, very, just act on your first instinct. You don't really, you don't really think, you just, you leap before you, before you look, essentially. And that's really what pushes this show forward because there are some really scary moments almost where the male lead he ends up in the hospital and the ther the, the other therapist who, who is actually Jay Hook's old therapist he's part of this show too and how Jay Hook destroyed his old therapist's life about by saying that he gave him illegal drugs or it was some type of, he wasn't supposed to be given a certain drug that he had gotten, if I remember correctly. But you might have to watch the episode to, for that, the show for it to make a bit more sense. And the fact that J-Hook, he has a hard time expressing his emotions, I can really relate to it. Because I've had those emotional outbursts I've I've done things where I've leaped before I looked before I said something and all because my own emotional state wasn't the best and I won't really go into the details of some of those things because that's a bit more personal to me but when it comes to having mental health and not knowing how to express your emotions or feel listened to. You do anything to feel listened to. You just go for it. And I'm happy because in the end, the Jay Hooks, former psychiatrist, ended up with his own love interest in the show. And they have their own connection. But um, the... The psychiatrist, J-Hook's um, psychiatrist, he has a lot of sorting out that he needs to do with his life because for a lot of time, his family abandoned him. He was all by himself. He was actually homeless for most of the show. And 
in order to sort out those feelings, you gotta believe. And there's also the saying that um, time away makes the heart grow fonder, I believe. And it's just so special and so sweet. This show is very simple, but the chemistry behind it and the way that the director, the producers, everybody in the show delivers the chemistry and the buildup of different steps in relationships is so amazing. It blows my mind, their magnificence and greatness. I am so honored to have seen this show because as cheesy as it is, you'll uh, you'll appreciate Korean cinematography more. Wait, heck, if you guys have already, if you may have seen some K-pop music videos, you can tell how well they're amazing their artistry is already. Okay, I'm done with my little spiel. I know that I stuttered and paused a lot, but it was because the show is almost unexplainable in words how amazing it is. And just the pure majesty of Korean dramas and relationships developing so thank you guys for listening or watching if you guys are on youtube and i hope to see you for another episode of colleague in circumstances bye